0: Hi, my name is Ty Leon Guerrero with Team One Realty, and you're listening to the Fearless Investor Podcast with my good friend, Kyle Stanley. Keep listening to learn how to conquer the world of investing.
1: I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain, you have to have a laser focus on one path. My path? airbnb but i also believe in education and expanding your mind education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in airbnb real estate and so many more investment strategies together we can conquer the world of investing. my name is kyle stanley and this is the fearless investor podcast Hey guys, really excited to have Ty Leon Guerrero on the show today. A lot of energy and a lot of knowledge, uh, just so much that he brings to the table, being in real estate for over 20 years. And he got started in the early 90s uh, with flipping and, and long-term rentals, and then he became a, a a realtor. And so there's just so many different things that I feel like you're going to be able to learn from Ty today. The biggest thing is he he's very open about the mistakes that he made and how you can learn from those mistakes. And that is the big thing, right? So um, join us here on the Fearless Investor Podcast, listening to Ty Leon Guerrero, as we're talking everything real estate related from one of the biggest experts and longest tenured guys in the real estate game today. Let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome into the show. We've got Ty Leon Guerrero here with Team One Realty. But before we get into that, I got a question for you guys. Can you really make money in Airbnb? Uh, Everyone always tells me that they think it's too good to be true. And I don't blame you. I get that all the time. Uh, but when I found out that you can get into Airbnb without having to own properties, and that I could actually use other people's properties to be able to create an income, uh, that just blew the lid off of what I thought was possible. From that point, I went from zero to $20,000 of net income per month in under 18 months. And you can do the same. All you got to do is follow our path on the Airbnb Kickstart course. You can do that by going to fearlesskyle.com, click on Airbnb be right there on that tab. And the course is right there. You can literally get to that same path that I took. And uh, what are you waiting for? Go over there right now. But um, if you are not going over there right now, in fact, wait to go after the show. I'll say that because we got a great one here with Ty Leon Guerrero. Uh, Ty and I have a lot of mutual friends here in the Fresno area. We got connected uh, recently. And uh, I just think he's got an amazing story to be able to share. And he's he's been doing this for a long time. So Ty, thanks so much for being on the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Kyle. I appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Hey, uh, you know you've been in the industry for a while, and I know you've got so many stories. But let's pick one story. What is that like? Real quick, thirty second. Like, hey, this was a crazy, wild, weird, interesting real estate investing story to uh, to break the ice here.
0: Well, the story I have was triggered by you, and you're talking about Airbnb. So okay. Um, it, you know, just now in that um I had somebody bring me a deal and I looked at the deal and I was like, I like it. There's some seller financing, it was kind of a low entry, not a lot of cash out. And um, this was recently too, by the way. And I looked at the deal and I'm like, mm, it's kind of marginal. I like the house, I like the area, but I don't really see a lot of cash flow. And I passed on the deal. So fast forward. A buddy of mine bought it, did the deal. He ends up and he calls me and he's like, hey, remember that deal that you passed on? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, I, X, y, I did this, 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 and we're running it as an Airbnb and the cash flows are ridiculous. I mean, they're, you know, really great cat, better cash flows than anything I've got. So yeah. Um, anyway, Airbnb, I'm becoming a fan of. I'm nice new to it so thank you for having me and yeah.
1: hopefully that inspires your listeners there you go i love it i love it i think it you know with being in the uh i don't want to say old school but you know you you've been in it for a long time it is a tougher thing to like really wrap your mind around when you're so used to saying rentals or flips and it's those are the tr- traditional things airbnb is a little bit outside the box but it's becoming more of the norm and i i think it's uh, a great way to be able to get started in in real estate with some instant cash flow but that is uh that is for another time so ty you know kind of give the uh listeners and viewers here just a little bit of background on you so they can see just uh just how much you've been doing over the last 20 plus years
0: thank you yeah so i've actually i grew up in uh the san francisco oakland bay area a little town called vallejo um ironically you're from fresno um my family i had a lot of family that used to live in fresno and my grandmother lived in fresno as a child and so, um, we came to the Bay area back then. It was, um, when my family came to the Bay area, it was for jobs, a lot of good employment because of military bases and such, and just a stronger economy. Um, grew up here very, you know, wonderful grandparents, you know, wonderful family that loved me. But of course I was always a kid that, um, always looking for opportunities. I had a newspaper route. Some people may not know what that is, but they had these things called newspapers and literally bundles of newspapers would show up at my house, you know, four or 500 newspapers, 300 newspapers, something like that. And I literally, this was a, you know, thick thing of newspaper and I'd have to wrap and go out and deliver these at five, six in the morning as a kid when I was 10. So 10, 11, 12 years old in that range doing a newspaper route. So that show you how old school I am. 100%. Um, fast forward, um, got into real estate. I'm a young guy, 18, 19 years old, kind of lost, trying to figure out like what I'm going to do. I'm going to junior college, but I'm faking it. I'm not excited about it. I I know college is not for me per se. And I just didn't see a lot of opportunity there, but I could continue to see people doing well. And what it was is I had this neighbor that I would see him and he'd be in a different car every day. And it was like one day a Cadillac, one day a Rolls Royce, one day a Mercedes, one day a sports car. You know, I mean, just, and I'm like, this guy's got a different car for every day of the week. And you start asking questions and I'm like, because this is something I believe in, success leaves clues. Tony Robbins talks about success hmm. leaves clues and that I was, I started asking people, what, you know, what does he do? Who is that guy? And they're like, oh, that's so-and-so. What, what does he do? What kind of, you know, does he own a business? Or yeah, he's a real estate broker. He's a landlord. He's an investor. And, you know, I could see that as a kid and I'm like, I think I want to do that. Yeah. So fast forward, I don't really, I'm trying to figure out and find my way. Like, what did I go to real estate agent school? What do I do? And some friends of mine had bought a Carlton Sheets course, which Carlton Sheets is kind of like, um, uh, I I don't know the best way to describe, but Carlton Sheets was one of the OG original (laughs) cassette tape late night infomercial. Okay. And it was basically no money down. Buy these properties, he was talking about wholesaling, he's talking about options, he was talking about um lease option sandwich leases. It, basically, he described even like what you talked about, like Airbnb arbitrage. He wasn't yep. talking about Airbnb, but he was talking about arbitrage go lease a house and then go re rent it for a higher amount and right. collect the difference. So, I was fascinated with it and bought my first property in 1993. I keep going, I'm gonna pause a minute so you can ask me another question.
1: <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. so 1993. Keep going. I'm 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 listening. You
0: no, know, so um yeah, and I became obsessed. I'm listening to the Carlton Sheets and I'm listening to the cassettes. At that time, I'm mowing lawns. I got a little landscape business, mow, blow and go. And then also, too, I'm doing work for property managers and brokers and such, and I'm I'm just seeing a pattern. I'm like this is this is the thing to do. So I end up I scrape up money. I'm still living at home. And, um, you know, at that time, 21 years old, and I scrape up enough money, you know, under my mattress, and I buy my first rental property. And I'll tell you that when you buy that first door, your whole life changes. And yep. so all of a sudden, I could see like, okay, this is real. I'm doing this. I did, you know, I had, I didn't, it wasn't no money down. It wasn't sub two. I qualified for a finance deal. I thought it was a great deal. I bought it for 102000 and it was in a one fifteen neighborhood, so I would, you know, yeah, you got. I was naive enough, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I was naive enough to think, oh man, um, this is a great deal and whatever. And um, anyway, that was the first rental. I pro- followed that by getting a real estate license and becoming an agent because I figured, okay, now I'll just learn the business and I'll get to see more deals. So
1: okay, awesome. So and now today you have a huge agency. Uh, At least, I mean, you're doing a ton of deals. Uh, How, I guess, you know, you started out as the investor and you you chose to add that on. A lot of people uh, will choose to add that on. Some people won't choose to add that on. And a lot of people have their own reasons for why they do it. So what was your reason for why you decided that going the agent route was your next step?
0: So for me, I just didn't see a lot of like, back then flipping houses was not really a thing. It was kind of a old rich guys thing. It yeah. was like, or if you came from money, you, you flipped hat, like all of the flippers I knew back then, which there wasn't a lot of, you know, again, 1993 to give you an idea of the internet. I mean, even when I was a realtor, when I first became licensed in 94, it was like a dot, uh, a DOS mate, uh, DOS system of you know getting on um, you know a little one line blue screen you know with a with a property address like bulletin board systems. okay. So in the old school, it was like it wasn't a thing yet. It wasn't like a thing of doing wholesaling or flipping and such. So I didn't really see that opportunity. I think for a lot of people today, you can do Airbnbs, you can do flipping, you can do wholesaling. Um, And you can become an agent. So for me, I felt just like, okay, it's an opportunity to get cash coming in recurring commission earned income. And then I could take that earned income and invest it and buy assets. And then now I can
1: create income off of the assets. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, I, I think the one thing that I love about real estate is that there's so well, the one thing I love and the one thing I hate it's the it's the shiny object syndrome, right? You know, we've got so many different opportunities to make money in this industry, which is a great thing. But sometimes we move into the next thing before we actually master the first thing or the main thing. And and I think that that becomes a very difficult balance to try to figure out. So were you all in all different sorts of exit strategies right away, or were you learning uh, the the agent side of it and then you know kind of building up your knowledge on the other? Um, investment sides.
0: So I slow rolled. And I knew that like, when I became an agent, I knew and I was lucky I somebody give me again, cassettes, again, friends, I think God, you know, like, life's happening for you, not to you, right? The right circumstances, again, a friend of mine gifts me and says, Hey, I know you're thinking about real estate, but here you should listen to this and hands me these cassettes, this cassette program hey, my mom went, she was going to check this out and was going to do it, but then she got distracted. You should check this out. And I start listening to these cassettes and it's a guy by the name of Mike Ferry. And Mike Ferry for the realtor community, a lot of people will know that name or Tom Ferry is his son. A lot of people will know that name. Is it? You know, It was just hardcore foundational skill-based how to prospect, how to door knock,
1: how mm-hmm. to
0: lead follow-up how to be in a sales conversation. And so I was fortunate in that I hit the ground running. I really started developing my skill sets. I was still always an investor, but I just didn't have the tools of wholesale and fix and flip. So I was just cold calling, door knocking as an agent. Every now and then I'd find a deal. I bought deals off of the multiple listing. You know, it was very, you know, if I saw something that was kind of Low. I wasn't buying a lot of deals back then. I'd buy like one deal a year, maybe two, maybe with the next year, none next year, one or two. So those first five or six years was a little slow. And I was just building my skill sets as knowing the market, knowing comps and really, you know, and learning construction too, and understanding how to property manage and things. I was managing my stuff myself. Yeah. So hopefully that kind of gives you a sense of the start. So,
1: yeah, no, I mean, I think the big thing is you just took action. Like that's the, the biggest thing I'm taking away from this is, you know, it it's kind of a, a ready fire aim kind of situation, right? Where you're just like, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to figure it out along the way. And so many of us get to that place where we're like, well, we have to go ready aim fire you know we have to learn everything we have to know everything we have to like do all this stuff before and then what does that do that either slows us down because we either take action way later or most people never take action so um you know how i guess to me like i'm trying i'm trying to figure out this timeline now so 1993 you get your first one then right after that you become an agent and then like where where does that bring us between 93 and today, like what has happened in your entire real estate career to where you're doing now close to a hundred or even over a hundred deals per year? What was that progression like? So, you know, it
0: it was around the, the late nineties and there's another gentleman I met called his name's Ron Legrand and Ron Legrand's still out there. He teaches some and he just, he really talks about how simple it is to find deals and wholesale and flip. And so around 98, 99, I had enough properties and not only that, but my business was really strong as a sales commission based business where every month I was, you know, making 50, 70, $80,000, you know, sometimes a hundred thousand every now and then a month. So I had this really kick-ass business, you know, in the late, like say 99, 98, 99, 2000, And so at that point, I shifted and said, you know what, I'm going to go all in on being an investor. And I'm going to really just focus on flips. And I'm going to focus on buying inventory, keeping rentals. And then if it doesn't fit my criteria, then the consolation prize will be, you know, if it's a pretty house and you know, no distress, okay, great, we'll retail that property, we'll list it,
1: Mm, we'll put it for
0: sale. So I made that shift really early, like I would I'd
1: say probably, I don't know, six, seven years into my career. So that's great. Okay. So that, and that's the other thing, right? You have a bunch of tools in your tool belt to be able to go to a a potential listing or seller and be able to provide them with multiple options, either buy it yourself or, or to list it. So, um, you know, if you were to go back now today, um, going back to 1993, when you're first getting started, um, is there anything that you would do differently than, um, than you did? Big time, big
0: time. And so I shared with Kyle before we started uh, the recording was that no 708. I mean, I really took a beat down. And I think anybody and everybody, if you were really active and you were engaged in playing the game, you probably took a couple of bumps. So the biggest thing I would say the lesson and saying, okay, I'm now going on 28 years, almost three decades now of doing this. The biggest thing is to really stay in your lane. And that's a popular phrase. It's kind of a hip thing to say, hey, stay in your lane. But really, really embrace that and that we should have a core focus. So if your core focus is Airbnbs and acquiring single families and you know maybe doing ADUs or whatever it is, like that's a pretty good core focus. Where I really got off track was real estate became easy for me. I got really really good at it. I got good at finding deals. I got good at putting deals together, rehab, running the construction, all of it. Good managers, good people around me. And what happens two things. One is my ego was ridiculously out of whack. And you know, I'm 30 years old, I'm making over a million dollars a year, I'm, um, you know, all of that and I just like all of a sudden I just got really out of control ego-wise. Number one, so you got to manage your ego, but number two is I thought, well, real estate's been pretty simple for me, not easy, easy at times, hard work at times, but simple. Mm -hmm. And I had incredible success so far. So I like, oh, I'm going to start doing development. I'm going to start doing commercial. I'm going to start doing syndication. I'm going to start doing all of these things. And the thing is, is that rather than go and partner with someone or squat up or, you know, get with a, get with someone else who has a track record in syndications and all that. I'm like, I'll just figure it out myself because I'm, you know, I can I'm good at this. Yeah. And it's a completely different game. And so I got distracted from the normal residential fix and flip and my in my realtor business and all of that. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be a developer. And that's where that's where you're going to lose. You're going to get lessons. You're going to learn. And
1: unfortunately it's gonna be expensive. So stay in your lane. Oh, that's so good. I mean, I think, you know, there's so much we can talk about right there. I relate to that because not, not just in real estate, I mean, yes, in real estate, like we were talking about, there's this shiny object syndrome of shoot, not just in real estate and investing in general, there's stocks, there's Bitcoin, there's um, day trading, there's all these different things, right? And we can think that we are so good at it that we can just spread it out over the rest. But then when we're doing all of that, what are we doing? We're literally spreading our efforts over all these things. We're just becoming average at it and we're missing those cracks that literally like 2008, just expose all the cracks in your business and suddenly before you know it, you're trying to crawl your way up. So what has it been like since 2008 trying to uh, recover?
0: Um, It's been great. I mean, I've had a lot of work and, you know, I think you have to be able to evolve and adapt. And so, you know, when it took me about a year and a half and I figured out, okay, I need to get into the REO business. So I became a big REO broker. Um, You know, I mean, we were doing two, three, 400 deals a year um, representing Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and then, you know, every other bank out there. So we did a lot of REO, we did a lot of um, JVing with other, you know, other partners, investors, and such. So, you know, for us, it was just making a shift and really getting back in. And then, you know, really now today, and if I look back over the last, say, 10 years, um, it's just been building on a good solid foundation. But really, having that core focus of what am I really good at? What do I really understand? There are certain, even though I work, like I work all over the San Francisco Bay Area, I work parts of, you know, most all of the Sacramento Valley, and then I work some parts of the Central Valley um, through maybe Stanislaus County, uh, Merced County, about that's kind of the border. But um, my point being is that. Like I know in certain markets, I'm really, really strong. And I know those areas. I also know in these extended markets, I might not be as good. So for me, I know also to reach out and get help. So like we've got deals in San Jose, San Jose, I, I know San Jose, but it's not my like, I'm not an A plus in San Jose. I'm a right. B plus in San Jose. So I'm going to look for help and expertise. I'm going to bring somebody in another partner, get a you know somebody to help me JV on a deal like that. And so I, I, I'm humble enough, I'll be 50 this year. And at 50 years old, I realized that be humble enough to realize, hey, if you are able to get more help and have people help you with your deals, you should absolutely take it. And really what you're doing, Kyle, I love because you're giving a lot of great free content. You're really helping people. You're lifting people up. You're you know, educating. You're giving a ton of value. And so I would encourage the listeners and the, the viewers that really find that those communities find those groups of friends and people that are community leaders like Kyle. And like some of the, you know, there's a lot of people online and not just the ones who are always posting great pictures and cool trips and things, but the people that also contribute and interact and put out great content and share and look for opportunities to squat up where you help people, but also be humble enough to actually receive help and ask for help.
1: Yep. You know, um, there's, there's one really good story that comes to mind here, um, that is going to support exactly what you're saying about squatting up, because there was a deal that came my way about a year ago. And I was in that time in my business, I was so focused on either Airbnb or we were just getting into sub twos and owner financing. And I was so in that mindset of those two that I'm looking at this deal and I just can't make either one of them make sense. And then I find out the person who ended up buying it, turned it into a flip and made 70 grand. And I was like, oh. Like, I had a flip going on at that time. And so it just wasn't, I I didn't even think about taking on another because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough money. Anyway, long story short, um, that person who made 70 grand on this last one that I did, I actually went to them and I said, hey, I'm having a tough time making this deal work. Can you take a look at it? He took a look at it and he found this one like diamond in the rough um, ARV comp that he was like, this can work for both of us. Absolutely. And we did it together and we're in escrow right now. We're both going to make about 35 on it each. Um, so to your point, like if you're so blinded or you're so spread thin, or you're so in this mindset of just one exit strategy, partner with other people who can see things a little bit differently than you. And 50% of a deal is way better than 0% of no deal, um, or a hundred percent of no deal. I mean, um, so that's, that's awesome. Um, so Ty, tell me, you know, you, you said you, if you went back, you would go in one lane. Um, what is that one lane to you today that people have, um, a great opportunity, 2021, um, what would you suggest diving all in, in that one lane?
0: Well, I, I really believe in single family housing. It's what I know best. So, you know, I'm open to other ideas. If I was doing something bigger syndications things like that I would look to you know again squad up with ethical good solid you know operators and such but that's not where I'm at and that's mm-hmm. not my focus my focus is single family homes or smaller you know two to four unit type stuff but it's the stuff that's easy to finance it's easy to resell if you need to flip it or get out of it it's easy to set up as an Airbnb as an example I don't have any airbnbs now but I'm very open to the idea and working on a couple of projects that I think will make sense for Airbnb. Um, But it just kind of encapsulates for me that I think the greatest opportunity in 2021 and even the next couple of years, I think is in single family. You're going to have, we're seeing a lot of migration. People are realizing if you live in California, a lot of people are saying, you know what, it's expensive. There's political and the political environment. A lot of people Mm -hmm. are saying, Hey, I'm moving to Texas or I'm moving to Idaho, or I'm tired of being a landlord, all of those things. And those are things I think, you know, we're in the real estate business, we're in the property business, but we're really in the people business. And even if you go a step further, we're in the problem solving business. And so there's always seems to be a good handful of problems in the residential real estate, whether it be landlord tenant issues, um, deferred maintenance, um, you know, People are aging, aging issues where, hey, mom lives there alone. We need to move her closer to us. You know, and the house is dated. It's a hoarder house. You know, we see all of those things. And so I really believe for me, my one lane is the residential side of real estate. And it's really being focused on being a problem solver for people and problems dealing with real estate. So
1: I, I think that's so good. We are in the problem solving business. And sometimes the problems seem so small and then sometimes they seem so big and then uh you get the paycheck and you're like okay i get why i get why it's uh it's the problem solving business the bigger problems you solve the bigger paychecks you can get sometimes uh but i guess for me um i I would love to know um if, if i'm listening in right now and i am you know i'm hearing from everyone like oh my gosh Prices are so high. There's no deals out there. I don't have any relationships with people. And what if the market crashes? There's all these limiting beliefs that people are getting thrown their way right now in real estate. And and for for good reason, it's it's one of those markets that is very even for you know, uh guys like yourself and I that have been doing this. I mean, you've been doing it for a lot longer than me, but uh it's it's tough, it's tougher to find deals than it was even just a few years ago. Um, so what do you say to those people that are um hearing all the the negative talk or maybe talking to themselves negatively about getting started in real estate what do you say to them
0: Um I would say you just got to really shift your thinking and you got to just work on your exposure and really elevate beyond groupthink you know and so like if you look at social media if you look at news outlets if you watch the news at all hopefully you don't But all of those things are really like, you know, the fear, it's all fear-based, you know, the whole, you know, it's a lot of fear out there. And the challenge is, is that it it will stop you in your tracks. And so you literally have to be courageous enough to really stand up for your dreams and really pursue things that you want. And to your couple of things you said, Kyle, um, we are not in a real estate bubble. Prices are going crazy. I know there's multiple offers like crazy. But the biggest thing is, and, and I study this, and this is where I got burned also, is really understanding the affordability index. And so really understanding what the affordability index in, in your market, in your metro area, and really understanding that, you know, if it's affordable in your area, then then chances are the market, not chances are, it, the market is going to continue to boom, even with interest rates. And interest rates went up today. So a lot of talk about that. They were started bumping last week. The stock market did its thing. I understand the stock market took a dip today. So there's a lot going on, but I can tell you that this real estate market that we're in is built on a solid foundation. Here's why. All of the originations since 2007, 2008 meltdown, all of those originations are all primarily fixed rate product. They're all very, very historical like lifetime historical lows in terms of interest rates. And so you know you have a lot of stability in the marketplace. Now, every market's a little different. You gotta look at your affordability index, but just study the market and really understand we are not in a bubble. The stock market might be in a bubble. I don't know, because I don't study stocks. I stay in my lane. The real estate market is strong. And as long as also too, you're thinking long-term, if you're a buy and hold, a long-term player, you're going to do incredibly well. But right now, it, it is a great opportunity for real estate investors. So, All
1: right. Well, hey, that that's good. I, I think there's more that we could dive into, but we're running out of time here. So um, you have shared a lot of great knowledge. You've shared a lot of things of um, mistakes that you made and how people can avoid those. I think one of the best sayings that I live life by is from Warren Buffett and says that you do not or you should learn from mistakes and that's the easiest way to learn, but no one said they had to be your own. Um, and so thank you for sharing some of those mistakes and how, uh, how other people can learn from them. How can other people continue to learn from you? How can they connect with you?
0: I love it. Thank you for that. Um, so the easiest way to stay connected with me, um, I am on Facebook and uh, Instagram and you see like, so on the screen there, my screen name is TY underscore LG. T-Y-L-G. Also, um, people can reach out to me. I do a free kind of a similar thing where we interview experts. In fact, we got to have you come on, Kyle. Yeah. So we'll get you on. But on Wednesdays at noon, we do a, like a lunch and learn type situation, a mastermind. And it's called squad up squad up.com. And they can go and register there. It's all free. We usually do nice. about an hour of content if we do lots of little like, you know, PDF business planners, lots of giveaways, free tools, things like that. It's not a pitch session at all. Um, we literally, and why we do it is because a lot of people, we want to contribute and build an awesome community. But the big thing too, is that, you know, some of the best deals I'm working on are from people that I've met in these circles of people watch the podcast, and they've got a deal in Oakland or San Jose or Sacramento or Vallejo or whatever in my market, or even if you have a deal that you're just not sure of, you know, I'm always happy to help. So please reach out squad-up.com or find me on social. Thank you, Kyle.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Ty. I appreciate you being on the show today, man, and helping our audience to conquer the world of investing. All right. The show notes for this one are fearlesskyle.com forward slash Ty Leon. That's T-Y-L-E-O-N. Again, fearlesskyle.com forward slash Ty Leon, T-Y-L-E-O-N. Uh, Ty is just a wealth of knowledge. He is super transparent, as you can tell, and just really... uh okay with sharing the mistakes like that's okay guys I think we get told so many times like oh we fail we got to move on and that's not what the real life is like you don't fail and then go try something else you learn from your mistakes and Ty did that he had one of the biggest you know crashes in, in 08 right there after he'd been in the game for almost 15 years and it could have been one of those times where he said you know what uh, I had my good 15 years and it's time to move on but he didn't he found a way to get back up and and figure it out. And I think that's at the end of the day, what a good successful entrepreneur and business owner and real estate investor does is they just figure it out. So hopefully that inspires you to take action and just figure it out and take that first step, or maybe it's take that next step, that next leap in your business to be able to just step up and and explode. So excited for uh, what we've got going on here with everything. I make sure to always share with you guys that we've got those free resources on our website, fearlesskyle.com for the Airbnb profit calculator. And of course, our uh, Facebook group, which is just exploding right now. Uh, just search Airbnb Masterminds and you can join that group for all things Airbnb. It's absolutely free, tons of information. Looking forward to seeing you there. As for now, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us and allowing us to help you to conquer the world of investing here on the Fearless Investor Podcast.